Welcome back to the San Antonio Realty Pros podcast. Today we're going to be talking about one of the main reasons and some of the ins and outs of using a real estate agent on a new home build. This is a super important topic and a lot of people don't understand the reasons why uh, we recommend this to happen. It's not something you have to do, but you definitely should um, you know, think about it. Listen to this episode. Tell us what you think. Because uh, I've talked to a lot of people, myself included, uh, the first uh, new home that I used, uh, or excuse me, that I purchased, I did not use a realtor. I saw it online, went to the model home, looked at where the property was going to be at. We ran the numbers, everything worked, and we put it under contract. When was that? Uh, that was in 2007. Okay. So, that was uh, the house that you had in Cibolo? Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, my fir- The first house we ever bought, and it was a new home, didn't use a realtor for it, um, and we move in. And we started having a lot of water coming through the backyard, through the side, and over the curb and into the street. And, you know, I went to the builder and I was like, hey, I got all this stuff. And they're like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. They weren't putting a lot of effort into trying to find it and stuff like that. Um, But it's coming from, there's like this big retaining wall in the backyard and it was coming from underneath that. My ground was always soggy and stuff. So there's, there's an issue that, you know, I didn't notice during construction and stuff like that, but after everything was done, it started popping up. So I actually had to go reach out to an attorney to try and help them help me get this fixed. And what it ended up being was across the street was an underground spring. <laughs> and when they did the final grading, they kind of took the ground underneath of where that was. And it was allowing the water to come underneath the street and into my property. So they had to put a French drain in and uh you know outside of the property they put it on uh, on the street side behind my property so it never the fresh drain never came onto my property but i didn't have a realtor to talk to you know i didn't have i didn't have a professional to kind of bounce some some ideas off of so i actually had to pay an attorney to do some stuff like that yeah so but, you think getting a hold of an agent like in in the forefront you think they would have been able to like number one negotiate to help you try to figure the process out and be like a, you know, an intermediary between you and the builder. Right. You know, at least, you know, if I had a realtor, I I mean, we found it after it was closed. Yeah. But to say, Hey, look, here's an issue I'm having. Where do we go? What advice would you give me? So I was out there flapping on my own because the builder, they didn't want to do nothing because it would cost them money. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, we're on to the next house. Sorry. You're closed. And you know, just keep filing uh, under the, the warranty program. Right. So, that was like my first experience of buying a house and never used a realtor. But I talked to a lot of people. I do open houses frequently at, at new home constructions. And, you know, they're, they're like, well, why would I need a realtor when I'm buying a new home? It's right. perfect, right? Well, the problem is, is every house is made by a human. So there's human error in it. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, but when you buy a new home, you know, that friendly sales representative that's there to greet you and and get everything taken care of, they don't represent you. Yeah, they represent the builder. selling that house. It's right. not taking care of you responsibly mm-hmm. and, and making sure that you get the best deal possible. They're just trying to get their commission. They're, they're like a car salesman. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. on for the next. On they for the they next. can be friendly. They can be good to go. They can really care about you as a person, but they don't represent you. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, Stephen, welcome to, to my community. Are you interested in a house? Oh, I am. I like this model right here. Oh, well, fantastic. You know, it's already ready to go. The sales price is $200,000. Right. 
they're not going to be like, you know, the sales price is $200,000, but I think I can negotiate you down to like 190, maybe 185. They're not going to do that because they're cutting into their, their piece of the pie, right? Yeah. So when you use a realtor to buy a new home, they can do some negotiation skills and stuff like that because they represent you. Um, and there's there's a couple different constructions uh, in new home construction, right? You have a spec home mm-hmm. that's complete, meaning that they picked out all the features, all the furnishings, stuff like that. It's completely built, ready to move in, right? You got those. Then you have spec homes that are under construction, meaning that they've picked out the furnishings, they've picked out the features, everything like that, but it's not quite done yet. It's not move-in ready. Yeah. Then you have just the lots that are just ground Mm -hmm. and you pick out the model that you want that will fit onto that property and you pick out all the features. So there's three different steps in the home, new home buying process. And where the biggest bang for your buck is, is finding a home in a community that is done and move in ready because they want to sell them. They want to get them off their inventory. Um, especially if it's towards the end of the month, they're ready to like negotiate as we get closer to the end of the year, they're ready to negotiate even more because they want to try and get that last little push for stats for, you know, Hey, for 2018, we had X amount of sales and you know, this is how many, how much volume we've done, et cetera. So, uh, to give you an example, a community here in Cibolo, uh, I've shown a, a client around. They wanted to put an offer in on uh, a spec home that was complete. It was move-in ready. And if they didn't use me, they would have paid full price. Right. And because they used me, I was able to negotiate $30,000. $30,000 off of that sales price. Right? So if they took that loan to 30 years, I just basically saved them $90,000 or so over the course of that them owning that home whereas if they weren't using me or didn't have a realtor to kind of do some of that negotiation they'd been out that money their mortgage would be higher they and and they're just paying money to a bank for loaning money on a house that i was able i could have got they could have got thirty thousand off of and that's what we were able to do yeah that's That's a car (laughs) i saved them a car right that's like two kias (laughs) so um you know that's one of the reasons why you should use a realtor with buying a new home let's go back into the human factor thing yeah so i've done a lot of from the ground up with track builders and those are the builders like your dr horton your your Centex, your chesmar the the production builders right they're called track home builders and i've done some custom home builds as well and you know we take it from the ground up we're sitting there we're picking out the fix- features we're picking out the fixtures the furnishings everything like that mm-hmm. right and I'm out there from day one. Like, I'm out there checking out. I go out there periodically until the form boards are up. When the form boards are up, so I'm, you're going I'm out, out there. there. As a real estate agent, you're going out there at every stage of the game. Oh, yeah. So why? up until the up until the, the foundation's poured, I'm out there probably like every other day, right? Because I want to make sure that the plumbing looks right. I want to make sure that – and I'm not an inspector or anything like that, but if it looks hokey – before it gets buried, I can identify it, right? Yeah. Like, hey, why does this look like this? And then they can come out and be like, well, we got to do it this way and that way or whatever. Yeah. But I've got a, a new build going up in your community right now. Mm-hmm. They put the form boards up on Monday. I've been out to that property four times this week. I was just out there this morning checking on it. Yeah. Right? They're almost done bagging. But People need what, to know, too, though, really quick, that this is not normal. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Most agents don't do that. This goes back to providing exceptional customer yeah, service exactly. for my clients. You know, I even took pictures of, um, 
you know, everything that as it's going and I text it to them. So they have a record to go back to if five years down the road, they have some foundation issues or something like that. Yeah. Um, I went and took uh, my compass app on my phone and because the sewer isn't straight back out, right. it's at some funky angle. So why the, everything was up and exposed, I took my compass out and I lined it up with um, the sewer pipe. And I took a picture of that heading and I sent it to him. I'm like, hey, keep this because if you have any sewer issues, you can tell the whoever's going to be doing that work, hey, here's the azimuth for the, the sewer. So they can kind of figure it out instead of going around and start digging up dirt or, you know, potentially, you know, even if they want to build, now they know where the the uh, sewer lines like run. Like a in. pool or something. Because it goes through the back. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to build a shed or something like that, something heavy on top of your sewer line. That, that would be no bueno. Yeah, for um, sure. And then once the, once the foundation's poured, I go out there like once a week, mm-hmm. kind of see what's going on, take pictures, give updates, things like that. But I do that for new builds because I want to. I want the my clients to understand that one, the builder pays my commission, so I really work for them for free. But I'm adding value, right? They know that Dave's out there looking. They're going to go out there and look too. But if I'm out there and I'm like, hey, we've got framing. The next step is to put in this, or you know, we're gonna. They're going to start roughing in the electric and the plumbing and things like that. And that, hey, now that stuff's done. They're going to put in the mechanical system. Hey, now they're going to go to do drywall. Then you can expect cabinets. Then it's going to be painted. Then you're going to put countertops in, flooring, etc. So I kind of let them know what stage is going to happen. And I'm always talking to the builder, the whoever's out there, the foreman. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Where are we at now? What's coming up next and stuff like that. So I'm building that relationship. So as things come up, I can try and head it off beforehand. Yeah. Because it's easier to fix it when it's right there versus a house is complete and they're like, oh, we yeah. realize we now have to rip out all of this stuff because we forgot to do that. Yeah. And you don't want to pop up like on the lot and talk to, you know, whoever the builder uh, representative is and, and come up to them with a problem. They don't even know who you are. Right. They're like, you're like, oh, I'm the agent for the sale. Well, like, well the, the builders like it too, yeah. right? They like it because there's a lot of realtors that will bring the client to them. Mm-hmm. And they expect a commission, and they won't see them again until closing. Yeah. Right? So when I'm out there, you know, right off the bat, and then when I'm out there weekly, once the foundation's poured, they know I'm working through this transaction. Yeah. So for them, they're not mad about paying my commission. They're not like, oh, this person just brought me something, and let me write a check in because I'm never going to see them again. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm out there, and I'm building relationships up. It's not me against them. Yep. It's me for for my clients and how do we facilitate this in a professional manner. Yeah. So um, because not every new build is, is, is perfect, and I'm going to get into some examples of that here in a minute when we talk about inspections. Um, but, you know, so, well, you know what? Just get into it now. Yeah. When we're sure. doing new builds, I like to do – I like to recommend that my clients get three different inspections. The first one is a pre-pour inspection. And what a pre-pour inspection is, is you have a licensed inspector come out and inspect the property before they pour the, the concrete, right? Before they pour, That's why it's called a pre-pour inspection. Mm-hmm. Because once they cover up all that plumbing, once they cover up everything, yeah. there's you're sorry about your luck. You're going to have to chip your whole foundation up if you want to fix something. Yeah. So here's some issues that I've found during a pre-pour inspection and this is why it's important like the inspector i use he charges like 125 dollars for a pre-pour inspection okay when i was having uh, a house built the one that was supposed to be right next to you i had a pre-pour inspection done the sewer drainage went uphill versus downhill <laughs> right it's kind of hard to drop sewer once it's encased in concrete yeah so um 
that was one thing that they found for me, right? So that would have been a crappy situation to be in. Yeah, but no pun yeah, pun intended. Yeah. So um, he found a lot of uh, a lot of other little issues. Anything major other than the sewer? Not really, but some that you could potentially down the road maybe cause some issues, right? Sure. Um, so that was for me. Um, I had a client that was doing a new build with a, um, a track builder, and I went out and, and since I because a lot of people like the builders, they don't want you to have these inspections, right? Because it's just another hassle they have to deal with. Yeah. So I love dealing with builders that are inside the city limits, and they say, "Well, you don't need to do that. It's going to be inspected by the city." Well, yeah, you're going to have some city inspector come by that the the, the city's dumped like forty inspections on. You got to get through these today. How much time do you think they're going to spend on that inspection? So we have this one in San Antonio. We go out. It's been already cleared by the city inspector, right? So my inspector comes out. He grabs the blueprints. He's looking at things. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, man, Something these right. these post-tension cables over here, they look pretty far apart from each other in the center of the foundation, right? From the from the center of that whole entire foundation, there's like this big like five-foot gap. And I'm like, and I talked to, to Chris, the inspector, and I'm like, Man, I was like, look at these plants, because to me, this does, does not look right. Mm-hmm. So he pulls out the plants. They're missing two post-tension cables. They're going to pour that foundation with no post-tension cables right down the middle of the house. So as the, the house naturally settles and stuff yeah. like that, if it went up on one side or down on the other, it could have cracked that whole foundation right down the center of that house, Man. like a graham cracker, right? So I was just thinking graham cracker. Yeah, I'm hungry now. This makes me worse. <laughs> but... You know, that's another one. I had another house that was being built by a custom builder. Yeah. Right? They had everything all laid out and, and you know, were ready to go and, and formed out. We did a pre-pour inspection, and we found that the shower was going to be like a foot and a half smaller than what it should have been. So we were able to identify that right off the bat, right? Because once you pour that foundation... It's you, over. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're sorry about your luck. Yeah. So now my clients have the full-size shower... I mean, showers are small enough as it is. A foot Take is a foot a and a half off of it. Yeah. It was kind of a walk-in shower, so you know, it still would have had some space. But a foot and a half off. Um, yeah, you know, if you can't do the hokey pokey in your shower, it's yeah, not good. You can't turn all about. You know, <laughs> you can't wash that back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I had a, another one that um, we just did uh, right from the ground up. It was with a track builder, and it went phenomenal. You know, we had the, the pre-pour inspection. Everything was, was great. Like, he found, like, two, like, really small, insignificant things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had been checked out by the city inspector as well. But that particular builder, their superintendent that was always out there, phenomenal guy. Like, the best I've worked with so far. Um, now, the next type of inspection is pre-drywall. So, you you know, we've got the foundation done, it's framed up, you got the insulation in, you got the mechanical systems in, you got the plumbing in, you got the electrical in, et cetera, right? So these run a couple hundred dollars, like $200 or so, right? Mm -hmm. Again, in the grand scheme of buying a house, very minimal. So we've gone through, the inspector go through, they'll make sure that the fire breaks are there, that the electrical set up, you know, the distance that's supposed to be by code. Um, you know, they're looking to make sure that the plumbing is good to go. You know, we found, you know, you always find something because it's built by humans. So, you know, we've been able to identify certain things that could prevent future issues. Um, 
going down to like you know the the weather strapping down for the the sides of the house um things like that just all kinds of the electrical issues uh hey this is too far apart this is too close you know whatever it is you know we found on one of them we found that the the um the power the power for the washer and the power for the dryer were opposite of <laughs> you know where they should have been so the the outlet for the dryer was on the washer side with by the you know the the water ports yeah. and then the you know because the washer only operates off of 110 the dryer is yeah. 220 so you know we, they had to like fix that before you know everything was done so i mean you always find something yeah. and if it's already drywalled and you go move in and then you so bring it in your appliances trouble. and you're like what the hell yeah so, so much more trouble yeah then they get, have to have a contractor come out they're gonna bust the drywall up they gotta move the electrical so mm-hmm. it just saves everybody time by doing that and then the third type of inspection I recommend for new home construction is what they call an 11-month ex- inspection. Because every new home comes with a, a bumper-to-bumper warranty, if you will, yeah. for 12 months. Year, yeah. So when you come in on that 11th month to get an inspection done, right, the inspector will note all kinds of things that, that may be going on with the house mm-hmm. so that you, the home buyer, can submit that under the warranty claim before your 12th month is up so that the builder can come in and do one final swoop of, of everything that you need them to take care of before that warranty goes away. Yeah, we actually did that on this house <clears throat> before our warranty was, mm-hmm. was up. We just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good idea because you're going to get a little bit of settle here and there right. over that year's time. And um, what we did was we had the guy come in, and he found some stuff that we didn't catch in the initial inspection. Some some code stuff that wasn't quite a code violation, but it wasn't quite in the reg, so it was kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of important stuff that you know brings it to your mind, like hey, this is what you guys need to be looking at. And um, we were able to get all those things fixed, and it, it saved us a lot of time. Yeah, and worst case scenario, you pay a couple hundred bucks, and they come in and they don't find anything. But yeah. at least you know, right? Um, because labor is not cheap. No, and not. you know you could find something later on down the road that you could have got the builder to take care of that could have cost five six seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. and you you know you could have identified with a two hundred dollar um inspection yeah and then um so those are like the three inspections i kind of recommend but you're not going to have the builder say hey look i recommend that you have our stuff checked out no they're you know, they want hey, to go like yeah, look, right through you know and here's here's where the, the builders are right and I'm not going to say the name, but it was a track builder. Had a client that we were going to have a house built. Struggling, like trying to get them to get the house ready to, to do the pre-pour inspection. Mm-hmm. All right. They keep giving us a date and then it push off. Keep giving us a date and push off. So they finally give us a date. Hey, we're going to be ready on this day to pour so you can have your inspection done the day before. Mm-hmm. I get out there. These dudes are still running the water lines. There's water all in these trenches that the concrete's supposed to go, so you can't even pour the concrete yet. Um, trash and debris everywhere. It was just insane. Like they're they're still out there. Just like they were like three quarters of the way done, and they're like, "Oh, we're getting ready to pour. Come out and inspect." The the builder never even came out. Like the superintendent never even came out. Knew that we were having an inspection at this date this time. It was 102 degrees outside. When we got done with you know the inspector came out. He did what he could. Mm-hmm. I go into the office to let the sales rep know, hey, because sales rep wasn't even out there. But, hey, this is what we got going on. Who's in there in the nice AC? That superintendent. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been out there for two days. They just what the foundation guy told me we should be ready by that time. 
Um, <laughs> you know, so so you know, we get the concrete poured right eventually, and they go and they frame it, and everything's kind of going good, and they start putting the siding on, and we're looking at the siding, and there's this huge bow in it. And we're talking to the builder. We're like, hey, what are you going to do about getting this bow? Like, obviously, there's some some two-by-four or something's kind of bent out of shape or something. You know, what are you going to do? Oh, well, you know, new homes aren't – they're not perfect. And they're, like, not going to do it. I'm like – so I t- had to talk to my client. I'm like, look, you've seen how they've been up with the pre-port. Mm-hmm. They're giving us static about – I mean, it was like noticeable. It wasn't like, like it wasn't like I was breaking out my calibrated military eye and be like, "Oh, this is like an eighth of an inch off over here." No. Yeah. Like there's like a couple inches. Like like you look down and you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah. You know, like where would you even like like what is that sticking out that yeah. would make it bow like that? <laughs> and it wasn't just one board. It was like the whole side, like for about a three foot span. Wow. And so you know, we ended up canceling that contract, and then we went with that the the other track builder that we had a fantastic experience with, um, like. When we first put a contract in, he's like, your house will be done on this date, the 21st of November. Guess what? We close on the 21st of November. And we even had like a couple of weeks of rain. And he just, he was so good at what he did. He was able to orchestrate all the different trades to come in and they could work on what they needed to without having to step on each other's toes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um, but those are like the three key inspections, right? Another thing that, you know, you can get when you work with a realtor is closing costs, mm-hmm. right? Lot, all the builders, if you use their lender, we'll get, we'll give you some closing costs. Well, you know, just because you use their lender and they're going to give you some closing costs doesn't mean it's the best loan for you. That's true. That's one of the things that you got to watch out for. It's like, you know, why why not get a bunch of quotes or hey, shop the rate? Here's yeah. what people don't know, right? They get scared, and if you don't have a realtor, you don't have anybody telling you this. Mm-hmm. The credit bureaus expect you to shop rates when you buy big items cars boats rvs houses so as long as you do everything within 30 days so you can talk inquiry. yeah you can talk to like 20 different lenders mm-hmm. right and if 20 lenders pull your your equifax it counts as one hit towards your equifax yep. if 20 pull it to your transunion or whatever it counts as one if you do it within that 30-day period so yeah they be like oh you can come to the table with no closing costs but are you getting the best rate? Like they're, you're paying for this stuff somewhere, right? Yeah. So and it's usually in points, right? Yeah, that or they'll they'll add something here. They're just it's kind of like car salesmen. Yeah. They 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 shift numbers around to make it look like you're getting mm-hmm. a, a different you know value or whatever. They may give you more for your car for your trade in. Yeah. But then there's like this you know a fee that's normally hundred dollars now three hundred dollars or something like that. So. But in the mortgage industry, and I'm not. Um, I'm not in tune with the mortgage industry, but what I understood from from classes and whatnot is that's the difference between your percent, your your APR mm-hmm. and your your interest your, rate. Your interest yep. rate. So you have people don't know what APR means, but APR is all of those fees and stuff combined, right? Separate from the interest rate. So, yeah. and I'm not even going to dive into that because that's a deep dive discussion that I don't know anything yeah. about. No, it, it's <laughs> yeah. So. That's that's a great point. I was having this conversation with Heejin the other day. Yeah. Because she was like, she was trying to, under, why is this, why is there two rates on a mortgage? I'm yeah. like, we have two rates on a mortgage. Yep. We have the interest rate, which is 3.5, but our APR is like 3.65 or something mm-hmm. like that. Because it includes those, it, it covers, that APR is the cost of the loan in, yep. in total. Your percentage rate is just your percentage rate for that interest. Mm-hmm. So... You know, just because you're using a new builder doesn't mean that 
their lenders awesome. What they're trying to do is they're trying to control the entire process, right? Yeah. They they have uh, separation anxiety. They have control issues, whatever you want to call it. They want to try and keep everything internal for themselves so they can manage it. So I've worked with several clients buying new homes. And I tell them, hey, look, let's talk to other lenders. Yeah. And a lot of times these other lenders can beat. Yeah. The, the the builders and the reason why is some of these lenders if you use like different brokers they don't charge loan origination fee yeah. right so loan origination fee is usually one percent right sometimes these sometimes these these home builder lenders they'll charge two percent right so if you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar house you're looking at two thousand to four thousand dollars for a loan origination fee like mm-hmm. they're charging you to create the fee right yeah not even including the, the interest and all those other little miscellaneous fees they charge well that builder lender right they're going to charge two percent that's four thousand dollars but like hey you use our lender and we're going to pay four thousand dollars of your closing costs so basically their lender's not going to charge you to write the loan right right so at face value it looks like you're man they're giving me four thousand dollars awesome yeah you're paying for on the other side they're just like well we're going to do what we normally do we're just not going to charge and then we're going to make our money on the interest if we're servicing the loan or when they go to sell the loan yeah, they're gonna make the money for selling the loan. That's a good point too. Um, a lot of people don't get tied up around which company that you use to get your mortgage either. Because here's the deal: nine times out of ten, that company may may fund the loan, but they're not gonna service the loan. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna sell that loan in a bundle, and within a month, maybe even less, by the time you sign up for that loan. Uh, a lot of times, they already have the loan already pre-sold. Yeah, yeah they yeah. And because it's funny, sure. like I go like, hey, and I'll ask them like, hey, do you know who this is going to? And they're like, oh, it's either going to go to this person or, or this company or this company. Mm-hmm. And so, the reality is, who cares, right? Yeah. Compare apples to apples. Yeah. Um, I had I was working with a track builder, mm-hmm. and and then I had I talked to my client because she was originally looking at pre-owned. So I had her lined up with a, an awesome real, or an awesome lender, and we ended up going new build. And I was like, look, just compare. Have them both run it. See what's the best for you. Well, the builder will always come up looking better. And I'm looking at it, and I'm comparing apples to apples. Like the, the other lender, the non-builder lender, Yeah. she was legit. She was like, on point. She's like, boom, 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 boom. Estimated taxes, estimated insurance, et cetera, right? the builders lender to try and make it look like there's less they're like decreasing a lot of the rates right mm-hmm. oh like homeowners insurance uh $400 yeah. we'll a year we'll get you a good deal property man. taxes sure. $1200 property taxes in Bear County are not going to be $1200 for a $226,000 no, house so they're just like they're playing the numbers game right yeah. hey just focus on the, the the bottom number here don't pay attention to anything else just mm-hmm. focus on what your mortgage is and I try telling you know my client I'm like look don't worry about property taxes don't worry about insurance. You want to look at everything above because regardless of who you use, the property taxes are going to stay the same yeah. with that property. And your insurance, whoever your insurance carrier is, it's going to be the same whether you go with mortgage lender A or mortgage lender B. So let's just focus on fees that mm-hmm. are being charged, interest rates, because that's where the, the the PI part, the principal and interest part, that's yeah. where it's going to become because the taxes and the insurance, that part of your, your pity payment is – it's going to be the same regardless of who your lender is. Yeah. So it'd be the same even if you pay cash. Your insurance is your insurance and your property taxes are your property taxes. Yeah, those are pretty much standards. It, county by county, it's going to be different, but 
taxes are going to be the same. So that's same. A, yeah. So that's another benefit for using a realtor with um, buying a new home, right? And when you use a realtor, if they're good, if you're buying a brand new home, but you're looking at a wider area and you're saying, hey, look, I've got, if they're listening to you and you're like, hey, I'm only going to be here for a couple of years, you know, because I'm military and I'm going to need to move. Well, to me, if you say, hey, I'm only going to be here for like two years, and I'm going to move. I'm thinking, all right, mortgage payment, 99% of your mortgage payment is interest. Yeah. 1% is going to your payment. How are you going to be able to afford to sell your house later down the road, right? If you're going to be here for two or three years. Yeah. So if you're looking at new builds, you may be like, or if you're looking at houses, new builds may be good to go because you can get some of that artificial equity growth. Or if you're looking at one community that you like and they're almost closed out, your growth is going to be smaller. So they can point you to, hey, well, this one here, they're not fully built out yet. You know, you're going to get a larger equity growth here to be able to afford to sell your house when when you relocate in the next two, three years or whatever. So the home builder is not going to tell you that that right. sales rep, they're, they're in there to sell a house. They're not going to be like, oh, well, tell me what your story is. What are your goals? What are you trying to get out of this? Yeah. Right. They're going to be like, hey, this is my fabulous three bedroom, two bath, eighteen hundred fifty square foot home yeah. that boasts this or whatever it's they want so to do. It's so scripted. It's it's almost disgusting sometimes. And I'm not trying to hit on. I, I do the same thing when yeah. people ask me about my houses. I, I hey, it's a three bedroom, two bath, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I but they're they're focused on. Well, you got you got to give the demographics, right? You do. But they're focused on selling that particular community. Yeah. Whereas a realtor can go everywhere. Yeah. And so. That's another benefit. Now, here's a benefit of working with me when we buy new homes. Sometimes we go back to these spec homes that are done and complete and moving ready, right? Yeah. To try and get them sold, they'll offer realtor bonuses. Yep. Right? I've seen them as high as $5,000 for realtor bonuses on top of the commission. Yeah, which can also be 4%, which typically it's only a 3% cut. Yeah, it, it all varies. It yeah. all varies. So what I do... If I find out that there is a bonus on the house, I don't keep that a secret from my clients. Yeah. I tell them, hey, look, this house right here has a bonus. This other house doesn't. This bonus is X amount of dollars. What I do with bonuses is I split them 50-50 with my client. So it's a bonus for both of us. Yeah. I don't keep it all. I don't, I don't hide stuff because yeah. I don't want, in my eyes... I don't want them to like you know find out later that there was a bonus attached to that house, and yeah. they think the only reason I sold them that house was to get a bonus. Yeah. Because for me, it's all about reputation-based, and I don't want to have a negative reputation about everything. My integrity is worth more than any bonus that a realtor Absolutely. or a, a home builder can give me. Yeah, you don't want that attached to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no. oh, yeah, well. It could be five years down the road. They start having foundation issues. They find out, Dave, only he sold me this house because there was a bonus attached to it. Exactly. I give him half of my bonus, right? It's a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Plus, they know. And I am I keep all my cards on the table. Any of the clients can ask me anything about the pro. How are you getting paid? Oh, I'll tell you. Why am I going to tell you? One, because I have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. Two, it's going to be on the closing disclosure at closing anyway, so you're going to see it. Yep. So why? Why try and hide it? You know, I don't try to do anything shady, and that's why... My clients love me, and that's why they, your clients love you. Is because we're yeah. always about open man. and fairness, and and making sure that everything's transparent. Yep. So that's kind of you know why you'd want to use a realtor with new homes, right? You want to make sure that you got somebody representing you, looking out for your interest, can negotiate prices that'll be there throughout the process. You know, home builds like out here where you live, mm-hmm. five months. Yeah. Is about what it takes to build a house out here. Six, yeah. So, I'm with my client. 
for that whole entire time. And we've already been together for about two months beforehand, doing all the picking out of the fixtures, getting that pre-financing already done. So I'm already, I'm committed to this, my client for like seven months. And I'm coming out here like weekly, you know, right now, because we're about to pour the foundation, I'm out here pretty much every day. But, you know, after it's poured, I'm going to be out here weekly. Where are you going to find another realtor that does that? Ask it's them. very rare. I don't know of any, even, you know, and I, I don't, when I had this house built, um, I used a real estate agent. There was a friend of mine that, you know, before I became a real estate agent, um, you know, this was four years ago when we built this house and I used a real estate agent and, and mainly because I've been in sales for a long time and I know that working with a sales agent that's for, you know, selling the houses, like I know that if I bring a realtor in, one of the main reasons why I brought him in is because I can't be here to negotiate if something pops up and I knew that I could reach out to Chris and say, Hey Chris, can you run over there? This is the problem that we're having, or this is the question that I've got. Can you go tank? Can you go handle it? I've got it, man. And he would go handle it. And I didn't have to worry about it. Right. Cause I knew like he had my best interest in mind. He wasn't going to allow them to do anything that was crazy without me knowing about it. And then, you know, it, it was something that it just gives you that peace of mind. Like I don't, I've been around and I'm, pretty good like a jack of all trades type thing like i understand electrical and plumbing and all that stuff but i can't be here during the day i have to work you know i was working at the time like right. full-time job like and he could come out and look at the property at any time and just kind of like you do peek in and say okay well go to the job site and if the job site looks really wonky like hey these guys aren't doing it right but luckily this builder had had done a pretty good job yeah. Um, I didn't get anything crazy happening. We went through the process pretty quickly. Unlike me, right? Right. <laughs> and so we got lucky in that respect. And I and I really think that, you know, I was it was an advantage to use a real estate agent to do it. Now, did I have to? No, I didn't. Absolutely not. And did you pay anything? No, I didn't pay a dime. Didn't pay a dime. And that's why, when you, at least here in the San Antonio area, when you work with a realtor, when you're buying, you get all that expertise for mm-hmm. free. It's free. So why would you not want to have somebody like Steven or I that are going to be in your corner fighting for you, like Rocky, right? Fighting for you, making sure that you're being taken care of for free. Yep. It, it the just, seller pays all that. Yeah. So these builders, they're, they, they're going to be friendly, and they are friendly. But in the end of the day, they don't represent you. They represent the company. And why not have somebody represent you for free? If you got any questions... You guys know where to find us, right? We're on these podcasts. We got all kinds of information, um, but you can find us on our website at www.sanantoniorealtypros.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, at sanantoniorealtypros.com or the Karis Randolph Signature Property Group. Um, feel free to to give us some feedback. Hey, this episode was awesome, or hey, I'd like to hear more about this. Uh, we're always trying to find new and inventive ways to provide value to our listeners, to our clients, to our friends and our families. So, um, you know, check us out. Like us on uh, Facebook. We're almost 7,000 followers on Facebook. Uh, we're going to be starting to do some YouTube videos. We're doing these podcasts. Uh, we're trying to just get everywhere that we can. And, you know, another way that we're providing uh, value, even if you're not using us for working with buying a house, Go on our website, sanantoniorealtypros.com. Check out the vendor tab, right? We've got all the, all kinds of vendors out there. We've got uh, service providers for insurance, roofing, AC, you know, all these people, inspect home inspectors, right? All these people that we've used that have taken exceptional 
care of our customers. We're putting that information out there so that anybody can get exceptional customer service regardless of whatever you need. Yeah, and so I hope you guys, again, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, we're, we're looking forward to doing a whole lot more. And and uh, maybe you guys, if, if, uh, if you do go to the website, just hit the Contact Us button. And it'll pull up a little screen that, you know, send us a message, send us an email. If you're listening to this podcast on um, any of the platforms, hit the subscribe button on there. And you can also send us a message and give us a review. Um, and if you're listening on anchor.fm, there's a way that you can send us messages um, to the podcast. And we'll actually answer those questions on the podcast in our next episode. So I hope you guys have a good one. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.